Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm Lisa Watson and we'll be joined by my co-hosts Nicole Frolick and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because our experience has taught us that the echo chamber is a boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you're going to find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And Enlighten Up is a self-funded podcast. So if you would like to help us to continue to be able to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support using the link in the show notes or go to our website, lightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. You may also show your support by leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm Lisa Watson and we'll be joined by my co-hosts Nicole Frolick and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because our experience has taught us that the echo chamber is a boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you're going to find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And Enlighten Up is a self-funded podcast. So if you would like to help us to continue to be able to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support using the link in the show notes or go to our website, lightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. You may also show your support by leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. And it happens to be our 100th episode today. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we've been doing this. A hundred times. <laughs> We're almost at our two-year anniversary, but uh, Brian, how do you feel about our 100th episode? Wow. Um, I can't believe we, we've we've come this far either. It's, it's, you know, and I guess I've only been doing it about half, maybe a little, a little over half, but uh, it's been, it's been so eye-opening and fun and never never thought I'd be doing a podcast, let alone making it to two years of a podcast. Well, I mean, we've we've committed to this. And I think back to that one day where I was at Michael's condo and I woke up that morning and I'm like, we got to do a podcast. And you were in tears. And I'm like, don't worry, I know how to make you feel better. We're going to do a podcast. And we actually have been doing it now for a hundred episodes. Do you remember why I was in tears? I don't remember that. There were a lot of reasons why you were in tears. Uh, had nothing to do with me. Just a little <laughs> asterisk there. You're right. It didn't have anything to do with you. I think you were unsure of where your life was going because you hadn't yet decided to quit real estate. Maybe. 
<laughs> Today is Cinco de Mayo, and tomorrow is Nicole's birthday. So happy birthday, my lovely friend. Thank you, my lovely friend. Yes. I love it when they get along. <laughs> it's very rare, but it does happen. I think we've been going through so many peaks and valleys that we're just happy that we're all happy at this very particular moment. Well, and we're all together right now. We just we just uh, had a little Cinco de Mayo dinner and some Brian cooked for us and Brian made us cooked tequila lime mahi tacos mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're quite tasty so we've had um we've had a very interesting past month or so we've had a lot of ups and downs a lot of peaks and valleys and we thought we'd share that with you guys the audience because I know it seems like we always have it together and our lives are just perfect, but they're so not. Um, and we wanted to share with you guys the real side of what's been going on with us lately. We, ever since Vegas, well, I guess we learned that when you level up, shit starts to happen to take you down. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And shit's been getting hard. So Lisa, why don't you start? Because you've been working with Jessica now for about a month. So talk to us about this hack that you've learned that well i think our audience is going to really benefit from it's a really cool tool that you said has been changing the way you feel yeah i'm really excited so after getting back from the quantum revolution tour shit did start to get real (laughs) and uh we all did start leveling up and i decided when i met jessica i just knew when i met her in person that I was going to work with her. And so when I got home, I had a conversation with her and decided to join her a teaching program that she does. And so I've been diving deep into that. And in this teaching program, the first thing you do is you start working on yourself. <laughs> so you have to learn all these different techniques and do them on yourself to be able to, to help other people with them. And one of the coolest things I'm so excited about. In fact, I was telling Brian, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast and I got so excited that I burst into tears. That happens frequently. <laughs> there are happy tears. Happy tears happen frequently. Yes. Yeah. Happy tears. Clarify that they're always happy tears. Yes. No, no, they're not always happy tears. <laughs> not always, but they're from this face, tears are <laughs> are always flowing pretty much for some reason. But anyway, so this hack that I learned, in fact, Jessica called it the other day. Um, she said, it's just, it's a matrix hack basically. And that just totally made sense to me. So what it is, is it's called time travel. And what you can do is you can basically go back and you can rewrite your life. So let's just say, for example, you have some sort of, actually, I think I need to back up here. I'm going to back up. So this is the way it works. The first thing that, that I've learned and that, that I've been doing is really paying attention to what triggers me. And thankfully, 
Oh, I don't know if it's thankfully, but Brian has been my greatest teacher. Oh, I am a great trigger man. <laughs> I'm like a sniper. I'm an emotional sniper. <laughs> so ever since we got back from the quantum revolution tour, I've been really, really paying attention to what my triggers are and trying, you know, keeping complete ownership over those. And what that basically means is that you cannot blame. So... For example, Brian says something to me in a certain tone or whatever, and it just, you know, I'm like, oh, what a jerk, or like, how dare you talk to me that way? Brian does not have a tone. <laughs> a dulcet tone. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to these ears, it sounds horrible. And I'm sure, you know, everybody experiences it with the people around them, their friends and their family. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Exactly. So whatever it is that's triggering you with the people that you're with or, or who you're dealing with, whatever takes you out of your state of joy that makes you feel small or unappreciated or disrespected or whatever it is, those things are just mirror reflections of yourself. And we've talked about that many times on this show. And for me, it's always been a really, I, I learned this when I read The Course in Miracles, you know, a hundred years ago. And I'm still figuring it out, but, but I've gained an important puzzle piece to it recently, which is the thing that made it hard for me to understand before was, okay, you know, if this guy's being a jerk to me or, you know, something's happening, well, I'm not a jerk. I don't behave this way. And one of the most important things I've learned is that first, don't forget how you treat yourself. So you have to look at, like, you know, someone's ignoring you or not paying attention to you or giving you what you need. Okay, maybe you're not that doing that to people in your life, or maybe that's not been something that you do, but maybe it's something that you do to yourself all the time. So that was a really big eye-opener for me. That was like the first thing. I was like, oh, okay, that really makes sense. I need to start paying attention to how I treat myself. And then the next thing was, okay, you're, you're having these triggers, pay attention. You're not going to blame the outside world. So it's not Brian, just because he had a tone with you. It's not him. He's not the problem. He's giving you an opportunity to find something within yourself that you can, that you can work on basically. How helpful is it that every time I trigger you, I say, you're welcome. He really does. I'm like, you're triggering me. And he just says, you're welcome. It, it doesn't bother me at all, actually. Because I've completely bought into this idea. I'm on board 100%. So I'm like, yeah, you, thank you. Yeah, you, perfect. <laughs> I clearly needed to learn something. So you take, what you do is you pay attention to how you're feeling. So say Brian says something to me and he uses a tone. Can we like, use somebody else's name okay, like you can you can like like disguise my identity or something here i mean i live with you i work from home and you're the only person you and nicole i, I also just want to interrupt here because you're making it sound very um pie in the sky when i know it's not no. and i it, it, you say oh thank you brian for triggering me but you also are like get the hell out of my face. I need to leave here. I can't be around you right now. You yes. have to leave. 
So just so other people understand this, that if they're getting triggered and they don't want to be around the person that's triggering them and they think, oh, well, Lisa was just like, oh, thank you. And so much gratitude to Brian. Like, Well, and, and Jessica even told the story. I don't remember if it was at Las Vegas or you she, conveyed it to, to me after you spoke with her that when, when, when she was going through the same thing with herself mm-hmm. and Cody, her boyfriend, boyfriend um, she asked him to move out. For and, temporarily, right, while right. she dealt with So they could deal with the things and not be constantly triggered. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, it hasn't. It, it is exactly what Nicole said. Yeah, I've, wanted, I've had to leave. I don't want to be around him sometimes. Other times, it's been more kind of like, thank you. You know, he tells me you're welcome. But usually that's like two days later oh, yeah. or after <laughs> I've calmed down, not in the middle of it. Yeah. No, because I will like, it's crazy when you really start focusing on this stuff, it gets intense. I mean, super intense, like a small tone. I think I was in the grocery store and Brian said something. I asked him a question and he said, he answered it, but he said it, the, the tone, all I heard was this tone to me. It literally felt like he took like a knife out and stabbed me. It was just like this horrible, horrible feeling. Like I felt scared. I felt unworthy. I felt like I wasn't being listened to. So, so there were all these things. So as you're doing this, you pay attention to how you feel. So what are the feelings that come up? So say it's just sadness. You feel a sad or you feel like really lonely. There's a whole protocol to kind of how you, how you go through this, but Basically what you want to do, and not necessarily right when you've been triggered, but when you calm down, you can do this, is you, this is the hack that I'm talking about, the matrix hack, time traveling. So you take, you just sit in a quiet place and you ask yourself, say, take me to a time when I felt, you know, grief or whatever, whatever it is that you're feeling. And you give yourself about three seconds and your mind is amazing and it will take you somewhere that maybe you didn't expect or it won't or it won't and if it doesn't after three seconds you might want to go to a different emotion on like the emotional chart like maybe it's grief or depression or something close by the way did you guys know there was more than one emotion i recently am learning this what was the one emotion that you thought only existed well i don't know you tell you tell me i'm looking at my wife I don't know what you feel. I didn't think you felt anything. See, (laughs) (laughs) love, happy, happy. Oh, I've seen you not be happy. Yeah, I think I've caused you not to be happy several times. Mm. Okay, so there's two. (laughs) Brian gets triggered as well. He's learning that. Mm -hmm. As I've been getting more triggered, he's been also getting triggered. So that's been interesting. Okay, so like, say you move to fear. Okay, so fear. You feel that, then you ask yourself to say, take me to fear. So I'm just going to give an example of something that happened to me and how, how it went down. So I'm triggered. I ask myself, and this happened so many times in just a two week period. I can't even tell you it was, it was rough. So this one particular time I'm like, okay, let's go to, um, I don't remember if it was, I think it was fear because I felt really scared for some reason. And I found myself 
sitting in a closet and I felt like I was about two years old and I wasn't really like sure what to, what to do with this, but what you're, so this is the hack. This is what you do. So you find yourself in this place and so you go into the feeling. So for me, it was in this, in this closet and I felt really scared and I was trying to figure out like, what's okay, where am I? And kind of what's going on around me. And I realized I, I feel like I'm about two years old and I'm hiding in a closet. And I think there are people like my caregivers, like my grandparents and my dad, I think, or someone are argue, having an argument. They're, they're fighting and I'm, and I feel really scared. So what you do is you, you rescue yourself basically, however you want to be rescued, because if you're two, it's going to be different than if you're say 16, you know, you, or six years old, like, and you can, all you have to do is use your imagination. It doesn't have to be logical. You can have fairies come rescue you. You can have a superhero come rescue. You can do whatever you want, but you just use your imagination and you create a new scene. So what I did is I decided that I wanted my mom to come get me and bring me home because I was at my grandmother's house. So I imagined my mom coming and opening the closet door and just reaching in. And she was just very happy and in a great mood. And she picked me up and she put me in the car and she put me in the car seat and she drove me back to my house in Massachusetts and got me out of the car. And I ran in the house and was greeted by all my other siblings. And all I wanted to do was go play. So I was able to rewrite that story. And that's basically the hack that you find these, they're basically trauma points that are, that are in you. And when you're triggered by a situation, all that is, is bringing attention and it's letting you know that there's trauma trapped in you somewhere. There's this feeling that's trapped in you that wants to come, that wants to come to the surface, that wants to be cleared. And so the way that you clear it is you go back to it and you rewrite it, you clear it, you make it right. And it's such an incredibly easy thing to do, but you just have to use your imagination and you have to do it. It's, you can't remove something that's in the subconscious mind, but you can rewrite over it. It's like having, you know, a cup of dirty water. And if you just keep pouring fresh water in, in it constantly, the water is going to change to be fresh. So that's what you're doing with your subconscious mind is you're just rewriting over these trauma points with something that is more pleasant. And you simply are using your imagination to do it because your mind doesn't know the difference between real and pretend. But the first step is really paying attention to how you feel in all situations and taking 100% responsibility for it. Because as soon as you have judgment or blame, you know that your ego stepped in because there's nothing sweeter than blame. Like if you can just say, oh, you know, that guy is such a jerk. Look how he made me feel. You're just going to push it on top of him. And then you're not dealing with the, the issue at hand. Him being Brian. No, <laughs> no, no. Like him being the random guy on the road that cut you off. <laughs> Brian. Or your own personal Brian, whatever it may be. <laughs> Are we triggering you, baby? 
No, I'm no. <laughs> Triggering. It's like an emotional itch. Yes, but it's been very exciting for me. I've been really working on that and I'm starting to feel a lot differently. I'm starting to feel like, wow, this is kind of exciting. Like now if I start to feel disappointment or, you know, somebody says something and it makes me feel uncomfortable in any way, instead of looking at that other person and thinking, oh, what's wrong with them? They could have done it differently. I'm just looking at myself thinking, oh, wow, I wonder where this is coming from. And I can't wait to go time travel this and clear this charge. So pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's great because the mind really doesn't know fact from fiction. It doesn't. Hmm. And so that's the, you, you get to create the story and the mind gets to remember it. Absolutely. So Brian, how have the last few weeks been for you? Well, my, my, my business partner the other day said he, he thought he, he like heard, you know, a difference in my, in my voice and how I was, how I was, uh, behaving. So, you know, it's, I, I won't say it's been, I won't say it's been easy. In a positive way? No, 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 not in a positive way. Like he, he just noticed, you know, a, a difference that I was more down or something. I don't, I don't remember what he said actually, um. But he just said he noticed a, a change because we were talking about you going through this, and uh, it's I'm I'm so happy that Lisa's going through the process with Jessica and that she's you know going to be doing this for other people that she's she's going through this to you know she mentioned it at the beginning to learn how to do it um you know a, a lot of times I, I i i realize that i am some of the triggers not all of the triggers um and you know i jokingly i jokingly say you know you're welcome but I'm just, I'm just really glad that you're discovering these things and that you're finding so much help in it because it's, it's, they're things that you've talked about for a long time and that you try, you've tried to deal with for a long time. So I, I, I think, I think it's cool. I don't, I don't necessarily completely buy into it. We had a conversation the other day where I was, I was questioning, well, why can't you just do this? Why can't you just tell yourself it never happened? If you can, if you can rewrite history, why can't you just say, well, that, that never happened. So then you can't feel that way. Oh, well, because you can't just say something and then believe it. The mind has to see it. It has to be enacted out in some way, shape or form for the mind to be able to believe it. What if I just acted out blank space? I don't think it works that way. Well, basically that's what you're doing. You're, you're acting out a new scenario so that that situation actually never did happen. That is what you're doing, but you're having to, as I said before, you can't erase something from the subconscious mind, but you can rewrite over it. So you have to take another story and put it on top of it to make it go away. But I'm curious, Brian, how do you, how have you been handling it? Like just from your own point of view, not about how you're happy it's for Lisa and all like for you, because 
it'd be nice to, for the audience to know if someone in the audience is going to try this and they have a spouse or a family member or a friend that might be the one triggering them. What's it like for the triggerer? Well, I, I, I'm probably not a great person to ask because I am incredibly supportive of, of Lisa and, 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 you know, I, that's kind of why I mentioned the story that, that Jessica told about how she had to ask her, you know, boyfriend to leave and, and move out. <laughs> and, and, and I, I think that might be a reality for some people if, if they want to go through this, you know, especially after Lisa's, you know, certified and, you know, got her, you know, Jessica's stamp of approval. And, and, and if, you know, if, if anyone wants to, you know, work with Lisa and go through this process, it, it can, you're, you're really digging up a lot of shit. I mean, it's this, it's, it's not trivial. What, and then I think that was your point of, of, you know, when, when Lisa was telling the story and you jumped in and said, yeah, this is not, you're making it sound that you are, you are walking through the shit with a shovel and dig into the bottom of the pile of shit to find out, you know, what, what was the first piece of shit that all the other shit is piled on top of. And that is not a pretty, that is not a pretty thing. And, and I won't say it doesn't affect me, but I, I don't, I don't let it affect me. And, and, and this was, this was also something Lisa and I talked about, about my, I, I joke about not having emotions, but you know, that's probably something I need to go through. And by the way, this is something I am going to go through with, with either Jessica or, or maybe even, maybe even Lisa as my, as my guide, but Mm -mm. no, 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 no. That's not the way it works (laughs) with Jessica. Yeah. But you know, so, so I, I will go through it as well. And, and I'm, and I'm kind of glad we're not going through it at the same time because Mm -hmm. that, that I can't imagine if we were both, you know, Mm -hmm. walking on eggshells and needles and, and nobody can say anything. Um, you know, so it was already like that for about two weeks where I was, it was just even really hard for me to look at, to look at Brian sometimes because what happens is you're projecting all your pain onto that other person. So when you're like, I, after being triggered one day, I remember talking to him with my back to him and I said, I actually can't look at you right now. And because he is so sweet, he's like, well, you don't have to. And so he was just like, that's okay. Don't look at me then. So I kept my back to him as we had a conversation because that's how painful it felt. It's like those, the painful stuff that was actually from my childhood that I felt and that I had projected onto him. It's like, I was just staring at it right in the face. And it was so hard for me to look at. And I'm going to tell you another story just so everyone knows that how real this shit gets. So I was really triggered one day and, um, I went upstairs and I was using some techniques to that Jessica had, had taught me to try to clear this emotional charge. Cause basically what it is, is it's just energy. So we feel things happen to us when we're, when we're little, or maybe not even when, you know, whenever, usually the stuff is things that happen to you, um, before the age of seven, when your subconscious mind is being formed, but not necessarily always. And so you, it's just, 
energy that kind of gets stuffed down in you because you're trying to be your, you come here in your I am, you come here be, wanting to be your authentic self and the, the world is now telling you that you can't, you know, you can't express yourself this way. You're not allowed to do this. You know, there's bedtime at a certain time or meals at a certain time or you can't make a mess or, you know, whatever the case may be, if you're told no and you can't and, and all these things. And those can be really traumatic things to a small child. So there's, you know, I, I thought that was interesting when you were going through it, you know, the, you know, initially going through it, that you, you said this trauma that you're reliving or, you know, can be, you know, something, something happens, you know, you're an adult and you're reacting like a child and something triggered you. And you, I remember you telling me it could be, you know, you could be a small child at, you know, two or three or four years old, and maybe your sibling took your toy away from you. And that's a relatively small thing in, you know, in, in the world, in the grand scheme of things, but to that child, that could be, you know, incredibly traumatic. That would be like someone taking your car away as an adult. If someone just came and took your car away. That's, that would be like getting your car stolen. That's kind of traumatic. Well, that's what it would feel like at two. If somebody just came and ripped something out of your hand that you were playing with, and then it wasn't dealt with properly or whatever, you could feel traumatized by that. So I go upstairs and I'm trying to figure out a way to calm myself down. And I'm using some of these methods that um, Jessica has suggested, just kind of trying to shift your mind. And and she has like 11 different things you can try. And most of them are just like moving energy. It could be jumping on a trampoline or, or screaming or painting or, you know, just all these different things. And it can be different for different people, whatever kind of makes you feel safe. And so I, I just didn't know what to do. I was crying. I was literally like sitting, rocking back and forth. And, and I was really in an observation place of myself and just watching like, okay, what am I doing? And trying not to judge myself at all. Just like, okay, how am I going to move through this? How can I you know, this isn't about Brian. I'm not putting any blame on him. This is just about how I feel. I feel so scared. I feel like I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm confused. I was feeling all these things. And so I decided after, after a little while, I'm, I'm going to go get in my car because being in my car and driving just makes me feel safe. And, and if I want to like scream or something, I can scream and I don't have to worry about scaring anybody or anybody worrying about me or something like a neighbor, you know, if somebody hears me. So I leave the house and I go get in my car. And as soon as I get in my car, the, my first thing is I just want to scream at the top of my lungs. So I do. And I, and I basically just drive to a, the neighborhood right next door to where I am. I'm not trying to drive where I really have to pay attention. Um, but I'm in my car and I'm just screaming. And once I scream once, it's like this floodgate opens and I just start screaming over and over and over again, louder than I ever have in my life. I actually don't even know if I could duplicate a scream as loud as I did it. And then I find myself screaming the word no. And I just scream no over and over again. And again, I'm being an observer and I'm just kind of like, Paying, like paying attention. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I wonder why I'm screaming. No. And then I start saying, I don't want to go. No, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I just keep saying it over and over and over again. And, and I'm, because I'm not judging myself, I'm allowing myself to just move through this. My goal is 
just get this the fuck out of me. Whatever energy this is, these feelings, I just need to move them and I need to get them out. So I'm, I'm screaming. I pull my car, to, car over to the side of the road and, and I'm just listening to myself. No, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I literally feel like I'm two years old. And then I just start flailing my arms, like just flailing them. I'm just like up and down, up and down, like almost like punching my legs. And just, I felt like, you know, you've seen a two-year-old or maybe you've had one that you're trying to hold them and they just like, whatever it is, if they don't want to do it, they're arching their back and they're just screaming and they're kicking their arms and kicking their legs. That was me in my car and literally feeling like I was two. And I just did it until I was just so exhausted that I stopped. And I just sat there in my car for a while and I was like, wow, that was really fucking intense. Like I was two and I having a tantrum. I had a tantrum. I literally had a two-year-old tantrum and I was really exhausted, but I came home and Brian was a little surprised that I came home as quickly as I did. He was like, oh, wow, you're home already. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just found my two-year-old. And I was actually kind of feeling like pretty good. And after sitting with that just for a little while, I realized that when I get upset, I act like a two-year-old that I will like, you know, Brian, I think I came home and he offered to make me something to eat. And I was just like, no. And I felt like I had this attitude of like, you know, you piss off a two-year-old, like say they get their toy taken away or they can't eat the cookie or whatever. And then you say, oh, do you want this? And you try to like, you know, get their attention and appease them with something else. And they just, you know, give you the, the glare and they like turn their head and they're like, no, you know, and they just don't want it. And I realized I act like that. I'm like, I don't want anyone to do anything for me. I am not definitely not letting you do something nice for me now. Mm -hmm. And it just opened up my eyes and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so fascinating. Like, I just can't believe that I am 50 years old and I have never realized this before. I've never seen how I'm behaving. And, you know, until you are willing to take 100% responsibility for your own feelings and you continue to believe that it's actually outside of you, something causing this, you're, you're not going to be able to see it. And so once I saw it, I was just like, wow, that that's just amazing. And, and the other thing that, that you can do in addition to this time travel is it's also really important. And I know Nicole knows this and I'm sure she, when she works with her clients, they, they talk about it as far as, you know, taking care of that inner child that I realized that I had, I myself had neglected myself. You know, I was neglected as a two-year-old, but I made decisions as well, not to have tantrums and not to ask for certain things because my caregivers really didn't have the ability to, they weren't very conscious at all. And I think I was more conscious than they were when I came into this life. And they, so I kind of, just made sure that I didn't disrupt anyone's lives more than I needed to. 
And so I was just going to take care of myself and not try not to be a bother. And, you know, I was the youngest of eight. My mom was an alcoholic and she was a single mom. And, you know, I wasn't going to put any more undue stress on my mother. And so I never really gave myself the opportunity to just be two and to just have a tantrum and just say, no, this is what I need. You know, I'm being neglected and I, and I want this. And so I, the other thing that you can do is start taking care of that child yourself. Just so do things that whether it's rocking or Jessica even recommended like at that, at that age, start listening to lullabies, things that soothe you. If you need to cuddle up with a nice cozy blanket, if that makes you feel safe, start doing things that make you feel comforted and just make you feel safe and allow yourself to just feel the way that you do. And I know we've said this and we joked about it so many times on the show about loving yourself, right? And, and what does that even mean? And that's something else that I'm really starting to understand what that means. What it means is you stop expecting to get anything from the outside world and you simply give it to yourself. If you feel like you need love and comforting, give yourself love and comforting. You know, you feel like you need to feel appreciated, then do something to make yourself feel appreciated. Describe it how you did this morning. I'm not sure I remember. You said you'd help me remember what I described this morning. You were you were kind of talking about how you fill your own cup and then you don't need anyone else to fill your own cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've realized through this process that I have been looking, always looking, you know, I've been married basically my entire life, um, my adult life, but looking for my partner to do things for me to fill my cup. And whether that be give me compliments or, um, you know, basically do nice things for me or, you know, say nice things for me, or if I tell them a story to be excited for me or, you know, have the reactions that I expect them to have because I need them to fill that for me. And now I realize I don't need anybody to do anything for me. Like I can tell Brian something now. And if he's, you know, maybe distracted or, or whatever, and he doesn't say, oh, that's a really good job, hon, or, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't, trigger me anymore. And those triggers start to go away because you're like, I actually don't need anybody to tell me how great I am because I tell myself how great I am all the time. And, and isn't that the whole point of what you're talking about today in terms of understanding what triggers are, identifying triggers, time traveling, or I'm sure there's other methods to you, you're basically trying to make the triggers stop triggering you. Exactly. And, and once you start doing these things, once you start taking responsibility for your own triggers and you do the time travel work and you, you know, go into that emotion and you do the things that you need to, to try to release those emotions and you start taking care of yourself, you start loving yourself first, you, these triggers will start to go away and you'll find that, Nothing can disrupt your peace. And I think that's, you know, in spirituality, we hear that all the time with like, whether it's Buddha or the Dalai Lama or, you know, whatever it is, it's always go within, right? But it doesn't really describe the process that well when you're just, yeah, just go within and 
yeah, it's a tough journey going down within, but once you're there and you, and you start moving that energy and you start taking responsibility for things, you start clearing things and you start giving yourself what you need, the outside world stops having it. There's no ability for anything to disturb your peace anymore. I call it emotional sovereignty. You need to take back your own sovereignty for all your emotions so that no one can ever take that away from you. And the only way no one can take that away from you is if you take total ownership over how you feel. As soon as no one else can control how you feel and you make that realization, you have emotional sovereignty. And that just means that you'll never be offended by anything. You'll never have anyone upset you in the way that you can't recover from it really, really fast. Not saying that you'll never be upset or you, you won't be ever disappointed ever again, but it won't have the same impact. You'll recognize it a lot faster. It won't take you down into this whole, yeah, a spiral that could lead to all these other little fights or problems that may start from that one. You're, you're not going to dwell on it and brew on it and mm-hmm. yeah, let it fester and all those things. Yeah. It's a lifelong journey. I mean, we are here in bodies in 3D and and this is something that, you know, I'll probably continue to work on for the rest of my life, finding, finding these little points and, you know, maybe I've, I've been working on myself for most of my life. And I feel like what's been happening is I started, you know, from, you know, 47 and then just kind of worked my way back. You know, I went through my teenage years and back through, you know, when I was eight and 10, and now I've gotten to where I'm starting to realize things that happened to me when I'm two. So you start getting more to the root of the issue, the deeper you go and the more that you work on this for sure. How long should the process take if somebody wants to try these things on their own, or if they if they want to, you know, sign up for coaching with with somebody like Lisa or Nicole or Jessica or you know someone else that that does something similar? How how much time are they going to invest? You know how how to 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 really dive deeply and you know break through all these triggers and maybe even be you know, have to have your spouse stay with their parents or, you know, whatever it is, how long? I would think, I think it's going to be different for everyone because everyone has different levels of trauma in their life. So there's, you know, everyone's different, but I would say, give yourself a minimum of eight weeks to really commit to something like this, where you're just really going to work on, on yourself. And I think it's all about just I mean, it's, it's going to be something you face for the rest of your life because it's, it's always going to be something new that comes up. We have a ton of stuff that's not just there from this lifetime, but from past lifetimes, you know, that comes up, which, you know, for me, that's something I've been dealing with. So you never, it, it's, I think it's going to always be there, but the, the, what you want to do is you want to take the time to like perhaps eight weeks, whatever that time is for you that you need to really master how you identify the triggers, how you react to the triggers, how you move through them, how you assess them, how you then like flip the script and rewrite through your timeline, the new story. Is is it safe? I don't know if safe is the right word. Is it safe for somebody to do this on their own or should they really be coached and guided by somebody who's been through it and know, knows what they're doing? No, I think it depends on the person. I think there are people who are very self-aware and can go through some of this stuff, but 
it may come to a point where you really want the guidance. And I don't think there's one way that's better than the other. I think you're going to know as an individual what works for you and where you're at in your own journey. Yeah, definitely. I, For me, I also believe that it's hard to do this type of work until you actually feel safe, like until you feel like you're in a place where you can do this. And, and you'll, for me, I have a very supportive relationship with Brian. I'm going through this with Jessica. So I have Jessica, you know, I have Nicole there for me. I feel like I'm in a really safe place where I can kind of like lose it. You know, like Brian said, if he did this at the same time, that I were doing it right now probably wouldn't be a good idea. One of us probably wouldn't be feeling very safe because the other person, you know, wouldn't be stable. Um, but if you don't know where or how to start something like this, you can reach out to us at info at enlightenup.us and we can, um, you know, guide you, give you some resources and, um, you know, talk about how, how to go about it. So, anyone who would like to work on their triggers or is more interested in hearing some of the other things, because there's a lot more involved, you know, and it does get pretty intense and, and you, there's, there's just a lot more information. I've, I've kind of skimmed over a bunch of it just for the sake of, um, of time. But I know that Nicole, <laughs> she has been going through her own, stuff since we got back from QRT. It has not been just me. And, um, actually I will say through this process, I don't think Nicole and I spoke for like about a week, <laughs> which is very rare. I think after the third day I was thinking, wow, I don't know if I've ever gone when the last like, two years I've known you. And I don't think I've gone three days without talking to you. Um, cause while you're doing this, you just really want to be with yourself and work on yourself. Nicole, why don't you share with us how you've been leveling up since QRT and what's been going on with you? Um, <laughs> uh, geez, where do I start? At the beginning. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I went through a mini dark night of the soul in April. It was pretty traumatic. It was very, um, sad. I didn't want to get out of bed. There were days I was in bed until the middle of the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> um, and I was crying more than I felt I was breathing <laughs> is, is a pretty accurate description. Um, very, very grief stricken time for me. Um, and I, oh gosh, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. You don't have to. It's too fresh. It's, we don't have to go there. But we've definitely all been leveling up over here. And that's a wrap. <laughs> but Nicole, um, no, it's okay. Nicole is doing much better. She uh, actually is doing amazing. She's had she's had a heart activation during this whole thing. So her, I'm going to speak a little bit for her and just say that her her dark night of the soul. And we all go through through you know numerous dark nights. I've known I've gone I've gone through at least four in the past couple of years, um, dark nights. And 
I'll just say, at, once you get through it, it it get life gets brighter than it was before you went into it. It it just keep it keeps getting better. Um, but these it's no joke. This journey of working on yourself is really really no joke. And um, well, when when you think you're on one path and you come around a, a bend and there's a there's, there's a dead end sign it's like this path goes no further or the bridge is out you know you you literally cannot go any further and you have to you have to backtrack and 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 I, I think it's an interesting way to think think about it because that's basically what you did, Nicole, you had to backtrack and then the backtracking was going through all this stuff in your mind and thinking about all these things that had happened as you're going on this journey that you thought you were on the the absolute right path. And then you had to relive all that. And that, you know, that's one of the reasons why it's so hard. Um, but at a certain point, you're going to come to one of those places where you made a choice and I, okay, I went, I went down this path because I'm certain that was the way to go. And well, now I'm back to a place and there are other places to go. You know, it's a trailhead that comes together with other trails and you can start to move forward because we, we all have, and, and some people just sit down right where the bridge is out. Like they're, they stay there. Like somebody's going to build this bridge. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to build the bridge, but I'm just going to wait and I'm going to sit here and, and wallow and basically not deal with it. And I mean, it's, and we knew you would do this because this is what you teach people to do. We knew that you would deal with it and get through it and start, start hiking back out that trail. And I was like, Oh, now I'm, I'm back out into the wilderness. And you announced the just recently, just the other day, you're just like, I'm me. And it was, it was, it was, it was so nice to, 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 to see that. And, and everyone... I never had a doubt that she'd get out of the woods. No, no, not at all. And it, but it... in all fairness, when you're down, you don't want people to say, "I know you're going to get through this." No, we talked about the cheerleader effect yeah. a couple and weeks ago. And I have ago. to that say hurts. that. Uh, so I'm going to say this because I think this is something it's not talked about a lot. In that, I needed people to recognize my pain and not tell me about my strength it's it it's what was stalling out my ability to move through it so mm. when people were empathic to the pain that i was going through and were were able to recognize it or um understand it maybe they had been through it themselves that gave me um that actually comforted me that gave me a place of feeling like my pain was being validated in a way. Um, and I didn't want to hear that time will heal all. I didn't want to hear that you got this. And it was because it was, to me, it was not honoring what I needed to go through. And the pain was very, very, very deep. It wasn't, it wasn't something I think I had felt before. It was, um, it was, it was very difficult, but I think it was so difficult because I had that heart activation, which allowed me to feel 
so much more than I've ever been able to feel before, which is great when the times are happy. <laughs> but when the times... You, you feel everything. Yeah, but when the times are not, um, it's it's pretty intense. And so for me, um, there was a lot of heartbreak. Um, but I don't... You know, my path through this whole thing was very unconventional. It was a very difficult path to be on because um, most people would not stay on the path that I stayed on. But I know I did it the right way. I know I did it the way I was supposed to do it for me, for my soul's growth. I got what I needed to get out of it, essentially. There was more I could have gotten out of it, but it takes two people to say yes and only one person to say no. And um, two people did not say yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, I got a Palladian heart activation out of it all. And I don't regret anything that I did. I do it all over again the exact same way, uh, knowing what I got out of it. But I don't think I would have done it had I known the heartbreak I would have felt. Nobody, nobody would choose that. No. In any of this soul searching digging going you mm -hmm. but you know it's we we go through these times and it's it was hard it was a lot of grief there were times i wanted to give up i just remember being in the shower and just wanting to leave and that's not normal for me like i do not think that way ever and, um, yeah, I, I wanted to give up and I just didn't see what the point was anymore. And I didn't want to do my work. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to help anyone. I couldn't even help myself in those times. And, um, thank God it was only three weeks <laughs> <laughs> because, um, you know, and I know I'm crying right now because I'm kind of just reliving it as I say it. The emotions are very, still very raw. However, I have definitely come out on the other side and I feel fantastic. I feel liberated. I feel even better than I've ever felt actually being me. Um, and it's definitely was a growing experience. Uh, and it's, you know, when I look back on my life, and I'm sure anyone can do this. When you look back on the hardships, those are the things that really define, you know, um, not necessarily define you, but really define your growth. It really, like you see how, how much stronger and how much more wisdom you carry because of it, how more equipped you are in life to handle other situations. And then of course, all of that gets rolled into something that you might be able to help someone else with down the road who who's going to go through with that. And I feel like when we go through these very difficult experiences, it's because in some way you're going to be a teacher for someone else. And um, the, uh, the only way I feel like these kind of experiences, you can help other people is if you've experienced it yourself. It's very difficult when someone is going through deep grief, if they know the person has can't relate to their grief. And that goes, I think, across the board for all different kinds of situations. Like, I would never know what it's like for someone to go through the grief of a divorce because I've never been divorced. I can empathize to a degree, but, 
you know, there's certain things that we can't completely relate with if we haven't experienced it, or we can't tap into the memory of experiencing it in past lives. So on top of this experience, um, the, the person who, um, I was on this journey with him and I have a very, um, uh, entwined soul contract of multiple, multiple lifetimes. And we were literally living out the patterns of a very important past life. This one, we both agreed that we were going to end the cycle, the time loop. Um, and we had lived very many other um, lifetimes after this particular one. Um, but this was like the kind of the big kahuna one. This was the final like hard lesson of we're going to end this. And um, I had made that choice. I'm going to end this. And I know I closed out the cycle. In fact, I'm pretty sure on Thursday <laughs> when um, I felt like I had wings, I closed out that cycle for the, all those time timelines and that those lifetimes. Um, but the grief and the heartache that I was experiencing was not just from this particular time, but from the other times. And so it was like, I don't even want to say doubled. Like I don't even, it, it was just compounded so intensely. And the more information I received, the more I was able to understand it. It did help having people who were able to go back into my past lives and see certain things and understand that. Um, but it, it helped put things context around, around it. And I think that's important sometimes because when you start feeling emotions that go beyond this lifetime, you don't understand it. You don't know why you're feeling it or you don't understand why it's so intense. You, that's the other thing with time travel is when you, when you do time travel, you may find yourself in another lifetime somewhere you don't recognize or a parallel reality. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I got to experience the heartbreak of unrequited love. Yay. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but it was great. I do it all over again. I would, I wouldn't change anything. And I, love that I now can express myself in a very vulnerable and raw way that I wasn't able to express myself yeah. to a partner before. And that's a huge, yeah, that's, that's a huge leap. Um, I feel like a completely new person in, in ways. Like I feel like I opened up parts of myself that were closed down and now they're open and I'm able to give that to other people. Someone that, that was huge personal growth. Mm-hmm. So that was my sad story. Congratulations. It's yeah. so important to have support, you know, and. Well, you know, that's kind of why I was asking, can somebody do it by themselves? You know, you're uniquely qualified to have done this. And by yourself, but can, 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 but I didn't do it by myself. She did not. She had a team around her. Mm -hmm. I'm I, not, and not always. Okay. You can have a coach to take you through it, but if you don't, you should still have some sort of support team around you, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's just people who 
understand what you're going through, there has to be a support system in, or I feel like if I didn't have a support system, I'm pretty sure I would have fallen through the cracks even further. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure it would have gone on a lot longer than it did. Yeah. You, you came out of it very quickly and, and your ability now also to coach people who have had similar experiences is increased. And and I was just going to say, you know, as far as like me working with Jessica and, you know, her first thing being like, okay, we're going deep diving because you have to be able to experience these things and do them for yourself before you're able to help other people. And that's, you know, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking about, about you know, the question you asked me, Nicole, Nicole, about how, what's, what's, the, what's the trigger's role, role in, in, in this, you know, how, you know, what, what can I offer to, you know, this, this to somebody, somebody else, else. and it's, 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 it's hard, hard for me to answer, answer that, because, because one, one thing that I'm extremely, extremely aware of is, is Lisa's, Lisa's not, not just going to just not just hire, hire a coach and they're going to help me, you know, go through, you know, go through this process, process and do this, do this. She's, 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 she's simultaneously needing to go through the shit, shit and then, and then document, document the process of the shit because, because she needs, she needs to be able to help somebody go through it. So, so I've, 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 Really, really try to help you know, be reflective a lot of times, times and, 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 you know, to, to, to bring up, you know, okay, okay think okay, about, about how you can how help you can somebody, somebody with that. And I don't, and I don't that's probably not normal, normal, just because I know what her end game is. I think, I think for, for one of our listeners and, and going through with their spouse, the spouse may not get it at all. You know, you're, you're like, you're doing what? You're, you're time traveling? Time traveling doesn't, you know, and it, it could be an extra dick about something. <laughs> You've been amazing. Um, I don't think there are a lot of men who would be able to handle what Lisa's been going through. Like, you deserve a lot of praise, I think, for your ability to, you know, honor her process be true to you still, but also like have enough awareness of what's really going on and knowing that I'm sure you take on some of it or you project and she projects like that's totally normal. That's a human thing. There's no way that any of us don't project at some point, but to really know, like to, I think that's been something you've managed to tame down compared to, I think the average person. Yeah. That's, I mean, and you're looking at things from a very logical perspective, almost like, well, this is work. Okay, so she's at work now. We can like, <laughs> that's why he's like, oh, he can say something like, you're, you're welcome. You know, I'm helping you get through this. So, and I wanted to share with the audience um, that if it didn't come through when I was talking, one of the things that's been really cool that happened through my heart activation and me being able to feel so much is my empathy has gotten a lot stronger and it's also um well it's opened me up to my pleiadian family so i'm starting to channel my pleiadian family and it's starting to come through it happens to come through more when it's of matters of the heart not necessarily romantically but whenever it's about the heart and so when i'm there's something of topic that's of deep emotion or deep love. There seems to be more messages coming through, which has been really cool. And so it's been a beautiful gift. And I was told that I would not have gotten this activation with anyone else but this person. So I, um, I got, I got what I needed at least, you know, um, I got that, but I think it's been really cool that it's also opened me up more that 
has created, I think, a magnetic field around my heart that is pulling people who are in places that need this sort of emotional support towards me. And so many people have been writing me beautiful emails or comments and uh, the, the commentary or the feedback tends to be that people are really kind of feeling what I'm feeling or they're really tuned in and they really kind of feel the, for lack of a better word, authenticity of it. And that I think is really special. I think it's really special when we can open up our hearts in really raw and vulnerable ways and allow other people to open theirs and then have that connection, even if it's online across like the internet, we don't need to be in the same room in order to affect one another. So that's just been a really beautiful gift that's come through it. And um, my P family is around more now. Hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's what 100 episodes does, everyone. Boom. <laughs> it stirs shit up. So if you're ready to start stirring shit up, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the end message here is well, anything worth doing is yeah it's a lot of effort it is and i think you know it was hard it was so freaking hard like i don't even want to really go back there um anytime soon it was 3 days ago that you <laughs> pretty much healed okay can we let's just 3 days nicole <laughs> but i think you know it's important for us to share our experiences with you guys in the audience so that you don't feel like um, oftentimes when we look to people who may have more answers than we do, or we're looking for some sort of guidance to others. We all have mentors. I have my mentors. Brian has his own mentors. Lisa has her mentors. We all have mentors or people that we look to. Um, And I think it's important to know that no matter where you are on your journey, uh, you're going to go through shit. And I think sometimes the shit gets worse (laughs) the further down the journey you go, but you just have more tools in your toolbox and more um, experience to navigate through it. And I don't, obviously, you know, it's like that saying, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Um, And that saying is definitely true. um, But in the moment, it can feel like you don't. Can't handle it. Yeah, you can't handle it. You know, I know both Nicole and I look at, at life in a very similar way as far as you know we came here for this life to to get shit done and so we are both the type of people who are willing to really put ourselves out there and we're the first ones to jump in with both feet when it comes to ourselves and working on ourselves and and learning more about ourselves and how we can be better and how we can basically shine our light brighter so that we can help more people to shine their light brighter. That is, that is our mission here. And, and we don't take it lightly. Mm -mm. So everyone, thanks for spending a hundred episodes with us. It's been a real journey so far. And we thank you if you've been with us through the beginning or you've just recently joined us, we love our audience. Thank you for sending in your emails to us. Thank you for uh, leaving comments, whether it's on our YouTube channel, on our website. We love hearing from you. Don't stop sending us in your thoughts or your guest requests. We are working on them. If we haven't got back to you, it's we're still working on it. And um, just thanks for being here. And guess where we'll be next week? <gasps> Lisa. And I are going to the Cayman Islands. 
Yes, we are. So we will have a podcast from Grand Cayman. Yes, I'm hoping to get some of my Cayman peeps who are pretty spiritual on the podcast. And uh, Lisa and I might do a little vlogging while we're down there too. So sorry, Brian's not coming. He needs a break from my triggers. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is going on vacation. He's, he's, he's leaving Trigger Island and we're going down to the Cayman Islands. So thanks again, everyone, for being with us. We love you all. Stay true to yourself. Honor your emotions. And we'll be back with you again next week. Bye. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, Lisa Loves Love, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.